0: I want to I continue this message real quickly. I know we only have maybe about 15, 20, 25 minutes here, but I, wanna, I want to uh, give you a fresh word that the Lord has given me. We're talk, we've been talking about drawing near, and as we're drawing near, God is drawing near to us. He says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. James 4, 7. In other words, there's times where we feel distant and we're not actively pursuing God. And so we're learning to do that. We're growing in that. We're experiencing that. And we're experiencing more and more the miraculous power of God as a whole, just not as an individual, but as a group. As a pastor, I have to teach you how to draw near to God as a group, to come up the mountain, if you will, to to enter the throne and be near God, and he will draw near to us. But notice what begins to happen. I spoke a little bit on last Wednesday and Sunday how when when we draw near to God, what it looks like when he begins to draw near to us. I mean as a corporate body. And it's important to know what it looks like individually, but, but many pastors and churches, they don't understand what it begins to look like when the Lord draws near. And I spoke in from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 22, in how we become the dwelling place of God, the very temple of God, the very dwelling place of God in the earth. It's the only place that God says, I will manifest my glory in my glory presence. And this is what we go for. This is a core value of mine, it's a core value of Kim Wetland, it's a core value of our any churches that we plant or endeavor to plant. Uh, we want the glory presence, the manifest presence of God. Things begin to happen when God begins to draw near. We talked a little bit shortly about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they begin to operate. I did, I did a, a series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit not too long ago. And I'll not reiterate all of that, but, but the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and how we have to allow the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. But many churches and pastors, they, you know, that's why I pray for pastors so that they'll not grieve the Holy Spirit and, and not allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate. Aren't you glad that, that we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? We actually see the things that God wants to come on. Give the Lord praise. I'm telling you. I'm not interested in just having a cute little service where everybody feels good and you throw out frisbees to get people to, you know, to fill out the visitor's card. You know what I'm saying? Or connection card. I'm here to help you get a hold of the things of God so that you can experience God in the corporate setting, in this kind of setting. If if you can, you know, you can, if you can experience it here, you're gonna hunger for it when you're by yourself. Somebody say amen. If you're not experiencing it in a corporate body, people say, well, what's the use? I mean, there's so many Christians there. How come I don't feel anything? When people come in here, if they will experience the presence of God, they will have hope. They have hope, and faith begins to grow in their heart if they experience the presence of God. It is so important that when we come here that we worship him, we love him, we come prepared, we come hungry, we come ready to meet. God together and it is exciting when we do that. Somebody say amen. I love just standing over there watching you all get touched by God. Hallelujah. I'm getting touched by God. But things begin to happen like gifts of the Holy Spirit. But other other things begin to happen when God is drawing near and we're drawing near to him. Remember in 2 Chronicles it, it says, if you will humble yourself, talking to his people, and pray seeking my face seeking going, drawing near to him he said that i i will i will come and i will heal your land i will forgive your sins on and on there's so many things i'm not even going to get into that tonight but this is an interesting word here in acts chapter 7 verse 16 concerning god drawing near to us Verse 16 of Acts 7, it says, And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamar, the sons of Shechem. Now, this was Philip explaining the story of of God and how he was interacting with Abraham. And, And notice this in verse 7. 17, it says, but when, say this with me, the time of the promise drew near, the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew, notice this, things began to happen, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose who did not know Joseph, and we know the story of that. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you that when you draw near to us, promises are going to be fulfilled. Promises that seemed to be dead in the hearts of people, seem to be dead like seeds in the ground that that have not blossomed and bloomed. That when you are near, Lord, when you are pressing in, when the eternal realm is pressing in, seeds begin to spring up, promises begin to manifest. So, Lord, breathe hope in the hearts of people. You are breathing hope in me, Lord, constantly about this property, this land, Lord. I pray, God, that you would give Kim and Cherie, their place, their property in Middletown. Lord, in that region, God, in in Springboro, that whole region, God. Give our churches, Lord, places, Lord, where they will inherit, Lord, promises fulfilled that you can bring many sons and daughters into the kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. amen, amen. When the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to who? To Abraham. So it's Abraham that's carrying this promise. Now now this promise is about the next generation. The promise is about his posterity. and, And that God was going to use him to bring this promise to pass. And... This promise, of course, was all about the Messiah, Jesus. It's all about the Messiah, all about eventually Jesus would come. And so when the time of the promise drew near, what does that mean? What does that mean to you and me? What did it mean to Abraham? Remember, I was sharing just a little while ago about how, I mean, several weeks ago, how the, a Christophany took place where Jesus was coming down to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. And he stopped by the camp of Abraham. And he had, Jesus had two angels with him. And Abraham, please stay with us. Stay with us. Let me, let me give you some refreshing drink. Let me give you some meat. And, and so these these two angels and Jesus sat down and Abraham entertained them and blessed them and washed their feet and all of this and of course he was a friend of God and and God the Lord said to Abraham this time by this time next year your wife Sarah who by the way is like 90 years old is going to be with child and so Sarah literally laughed. I mean, she laughed. But remember 25 years before that, of course, that happened. And of course, uh, Isaac Isaac was born. But 25 years before that, there was a promise. See, when, when the promise begins to draw near, things begin to happen, manifestations of God begin to take place. Things begin to happen. God begins to align things, align people, bring network. I mean, he'll work things in your life when the promise is drawing near. 25 years before this occurrence, where Jesus came with the two angels, He God called Abraham out into the night, and he said, I want you to look up, Abraham. Abraham looked up and he said, your children will be like the stars of heaven. You cannot number them. They're going to be so great. Somebody say amen. But it had to start somewhere. It had to start with one, one. But 25 years. How long have you been carrying something in you? Maybe it's just been a week. But it's still a seed. It's a promise. It could be years. God has put something in your heart. And and maybe it's about someone. or Maybe it's about... A blessing or an opportunity or an open door. There are things that begin to happen when we are drawing near to God and He is drawing near to us. And I want you to be aware of them. I want you to, I want your faith to begin to soar. I want you to celebrate what God is doing. I remember when we started this church, uh, before we started it, God began to really deal with me. He made me very uncomfortable and dissatisfied where I was. (laughs) I mean, no, that when when the eagle uh, and he has uh, the eaglets are 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 needing to get out of the nest. What does what does the eagle do? What does the eagle do that he starts? She starts taking out the the down out of the nest so that the eaglets will get uncomfortable and start flapping their wings on the end of the nest, and boom, over they go eventually, which they can't fly yet. They don't know how. But the, the mama eagle swoops down before they hit the ground, carries them back up. Let's start over again and over and over until they begin to fly. Somebody say amen. So that's what happened to me. I just became for no odd reason, no reason at all, a natural really. At Montgomery Assembly, they they you know Rodney Dukes was my mentor, he's in heaven now, and things just began to work out. You know, I was they it seemed like, you know, I was the associate pastor there, you know, you're going you're going to be. Rodney said, you know, you, we're going to set you up that when I retire and all this. And but the Lord said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and so I began to pray and ask the Lord, what, what, what are you doing, Lord? And the Lord brought a promise back to me. He said, remember, when, when, when you were in your first pastorate, when I, was, uh, I pastored a church for 12 years in Price Hill, I was a lead pastor there, that you would have many sons and daughters. You would have many sons and daughters, not not physical sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters. And that's how he was speaking to Abraham, the spiritual sons and daughters. And I said, yes, Lord. And that's when he began to deal with me about Leaving Price Hill. He began to deal with me about that and I went and served another man's ministry. Wasn't even the senior pastor. It seemed like I was going backward. Sometimes in the promise of God, when you're, when you're seeking the promise of God and the promise of God is drawing near, it seems like it's about to happen. And then it's like it's not ready to happen. But there are times, there are moments. I remember when I went in and told Rodney, I said, Pastor Dukes, I believe that God wants me to plant a church in Westchester. He goes, okay, well, let's figure this out. And so we went to the district. But I could tell the promise of God was drawing near. And God gave me a design that you are going to plant churches out of this church. And those churches are going to plant churches. Somebody say amen. Many sons and daughters. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may not be the best church planter, I don't know. I may not be the best spiritual father, I don't know. All I know is I am who I am, and I'm just trying to obey God concerning the promise. But when the promise drew near, when the promise drew near, things began to happen. Look for God to do things in your life as he's bringing to pass the promises. And don't be disappointed. Do not despise when it isn't happening as quickly as you think it should. Because God's working in you. Remember Ephesians 2.11. This is what it says. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you are without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, listen to this, and strangers from what? The covenants of promise. The covenants of promise. The the literal word of God, we were strangers from that. We could not even claim the promises of God. We, God was working, he drew us in, having no hope without God in the world. But now, everybody say, but now. Oh, hallelujah. But now, praise God, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near how? By the blood of Jesus. And we've talked about that, how we have been conveyed into the very presence of God, and now the promises of God are, are, are belong to us. They are ours. See, the time of fulfillment of God's promises in your life is here. Somebody say amen. I'm about ready to speak in tongues right now and prophesy. Oh, I feel this tonight. Right now, <laughs> just do it, Professor Pastor Randy. Well, you wouldn't understand me. I don't know. But anyway, let me let me preach this. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this. Listen to this. Is this not a great word? For all the promises this is for Christians now, for all the promises of God in him that is in Christ are yes. everybody say yes. yes. whenever you see a promise, it's yes, yes. woo that ought to that ought to get you to open the Bible and 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 buy promise books you know there's a book called scripture keys that my wife uses she'll look up something if she's binding the devil and breaking down the kingdom of darkness and pulling in the kingdom of God she'll get a promise and she'll lay hold of that and command the devil to go and pull in the promises of God somebody say amen why because they're yes they're yes and amen it says they are yes and so be it somebody say amen to the glory of God through us. Through you and I, the promises are yes and amen. This is how God works. He works through you. He works through me. And if we're not pulling in the promises of God, whatever they are, now they may not be a promise about ministry. They may not be. It just may be a promise about your business or about a future spouse Or about your children. It could be a promise about anything. But God has promises for you that he has written down and preserved in his word. And the devil wants to keep you from that word. But you tell the devil to get behind you. Because that word is sharp and it is powerful. And it is quick and it is alive. And God wants you to speak it, claim it, and say that they belong to me. The promises of God. Every single thing in your life that's going to come from God uh, many times when the devil is opposing you is going to come because you claim the word of God. If you're claiming your healing, how can you claim your healing? It's because you know that by his stripes you are healed. The Bible says it. It literally says it that he heals the broken heart. Say so you're broken hearted. He heals that too. There are so many promises. They are yes and amen. Yes to the glory of God. See, the presence and the promises of God are released for you. Somebody say amen. Amen. So when you come into a a presence-filled environment like this, whether it's on a Wednesday night or not, you know, we just, we do not... Mail it in here, as Lisa Ackles said. We don't mail it in here on Wednesday. Just, just do a certain No, Dave comes prepared. He's hungry. He wants you to experience the presence of God as he leads you. And we want the presence of God. We're not mailing anything. We're coming expecting to meet with God and to do business with the Lord. Somebody say amen. But the presence and the promises, it's a value. It's a core value of ours. That's why it's called worship in the Word on Wednesday night. This is our, this is what we value the most. Second Corinthians chapter six, chapter six, verse sixteen, all the way through eighteen, and uh, chapter one, uh, verse one of the next chapter says this. Listen to this about the presence and the promises of God. So all the promises are yes and amen. But check, check this out. God has said, I will dwell in them. Somebody say amen. amen. I will not only dwell in them, but I will walk among them. How many know he's here right now? Presence, presence, presence of God, presence of God. And I will be their what? I will be their God. Somebody say amen. Woo. And they shall be what? My people. My people, he says. Therefore, come out. From among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean—lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life—and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you. I will be what a father to you because you are my children. I want to dwell among. I want a house. I want a household. I want to be among my people. This God doesn't just want us to do perfunctory services; He wants to dwell. He's a father among his children, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Almighty. Yeah. Therefore, here's my point. This is the next chapter. Sometimes we forget about well, it's in the previous chapter. I just read that. But here's verse 1 of chapter 7 in 1 Corinthians. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Therefore, therefore having these what? Promises. What are the promises here? That he's going to dwell among us and walk among us. We're going to be his children. He's going to be our father. All he wants us to do is stay clean and unspotted from the world. That's all. That's all we have to do. Somebody say amen. And if you walk in the light as he is in the light, you'll never be spotted. Therefore, having these promises beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit-perfecting holiness. In the fear of God, all these promises of God dwelling among us. Why do we why do so many people miss this in, in the corporate setting? I believe it is something that we have to pull in and we go hard after the presence of God. When chill, when his children begin to understand, I'm gonna close here in a moment. Come on up here, Dave, if you're still here or Curtis, whoever is gonna step in. When his children begin to understand concerning the presence and the promise of God as he's drawing in, as he's pressing in, as he's drawing near. And he is, he's drawing near. He's even coming even closer. Why? Because the end of the age is upon us. The end of the age is here. And how many know that the glory of God is going to rise upon you in the end times? Isaiah prophesied, Isaiah 60. I think it's 60, is that right, Cheryl? Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Cheryl's a human Bible hallelujah (laughs) Did I'm embarrassing her and I want to thank the ladies that went out and did an outreach before the service God bless you passing out this book this book called I don't even know where they got it from unchangeable unbreakable unstoppable joy they're passing that out and giving them away they're they Cheryl's bought them and they're giving them away and witnessing and we're getting so many good i mean amazing reports about this i'm so happy about it the lord said if you'll write it that i will stir up eternal joy in the hearts of people like they have never experienced before i mean no it's just a desperate world it's a hard world it's an ugly world in many ways fallen world but the eternal joy. I mean Jesus spoke about the eternal joy facing the cross. It flowed. He said the joy that I have I give to you. Oh, hallelujah. If you haven't read it, you got to, you got to read it. You got to read it not because I read it or I wrote it, but because the Holy Spirit breathed it out. When his children begin to understand this about the presence and the promises of God and since God is not only near he's here somebody say amen it's not only near he's here when you you understand this it gets really exciting the devil gets all upset that's why he says draw near to God and he will draw near to you resist the devil because the moment you begin to draw near to God the devil is going to come all upset about stuff, but you have authority over him. But in the moment we understand this and begin to walk in faith and love. Everybody say faith and love. Faith and love. When you walk in faith, I mean, when you doubt, let faith rise up. Doubt's going to hit you. Doubt is going to come knocking. Let faith rise up. Moment doubt, let, let doubt be a trigger for faith. Somebody say amen. People talk about being triggered on bad things, let doubt trigger faith in you. The moment you feel doubt about something, let faith rise up. Because you know the devil's trying to mess with your mind. He's trying to mess with your mind. And you just tell him you cast him down, casting down imaginations. I am going to conclude, I promise, walk in faith and love when we begin to understand promise and presence, promises of God and him drawing near, pressing in to this present age, many supernatural things begin to happen. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to pick it up more on Sunday. I got so much more on this. Come on, stand with me right now.